for the final episode examining the career of martial arts superstar turned director David Chang. Revenge and slasher movie tactics are representing the last movie he made with a little tint of misery, I suppose. And uh, we'll tell you all about that. I'm Kenny B with me as Tom KW and this is the Director Series 19 on David Chang's Mother of a Different Kind. And welcome back, listeners, for those of you who have followed us through this series on David Chang. Thank you very much. We've enjoyed covering his movies, uh, unearthing some um, sort of like uh, opinions of his work and the traits and themes of his work that we might not have noticed if we just watched a movie here and there. So it's been going to be good for us, been good fun. And uh, now we've finished it off. It's, he's still alive, so he can, theoretically, he still can direct. But it seems like he's um, not going to. It seems like this was the end in uh, 1995. But uh, regardless, Tom, welcome back and uh, welcome to the finale. Another finale, buddy. Yeah, I'm quite sad, actually, man. It's 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 emotional for me. It's good that we've kind of reached the end of it. We've done his, all of his, you know, his whole filmography. But it's it's also sad. I've been enjoying our time with David, for sure. He's been uh, the spirit has been here, so I've been sort of rubbing shoulders with him, kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like he's been here in the room. You know, I actually just read now he does live in Vancouver, Canada. So he did after after his experiences um, on when East Coast Mess, he thought, you know what, I'm I'm going to move up there with with Maggie Lee. Yeah, fair play. Yeah. yeah, so he uh, he um, he goes back and forth then because he appears in movies every now and again. He was in uh, From Vegas to Macau too. Yeah. Is which, he in the third? Is he in the third? I don't care. Well. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> I saw the first. That was enough. Uh, uh, it's just the worst commercialism you can think of at this point. You know. If you think it is commercialism, this is like off the charts, worse, transparent commercialism. As long as it's fun, I, I don't have a problem with it. It's, it's, if it's, it's, it's not. Just go away. Go away. Like, bury it. If you have it, bury it. <laughs> if you have it, go away. Uh, I saw the first. It was not. Occasionally, Chai Fat seemed to have fun, but it was, uh, it was a chore, man. It wasn't funny either. It makes money, though. <laughs> An annual from Vegas to Macau by this point. Uh, but anyway, uh, we are here to talk mother of a different kind, as we said, and we're going to do that in a short bit. But first of all, some brief contact information, and this is the director series on the Podcast on Fire Network. Our website is podcastonfire.com, where you find this show on uh, directors, but shows on Hong Kong cinema, vintage or slightly newer, or Japanese cinema, Korean cinema, sleazy cinema, ninja cinema. we got plenty of it, so make your choice over there on podcastonfire.com. Follow the handy buttons at the top of the page to our social media, such as Facebook, which will then lead you to our discussion group as well so welcome in and uh, join and share and discuss and you also can uh, reach us on twitter via that button and our itunes feed so subscribe rate and even leave a comment on it and also our stitcher radio presence uh, the way to stream our shows but you can also do that through their application available on the apple app store and google play and I review a variety of Hong Kong movies, Taiwanese movies, ninja movies, and sleazy movies on SoGoodReviews.com. And my video hub where I post select uh, video reviews of my work is SleazyKVideo.com. 
at the time of recording, it was finally saved. And what I mean by that, uh, I can't, I can't, I can't put all my videos on YouTube because it, uh, there's no nudity, but uh, there's enough there to be flagged. So I've had it on Daily Motion, which I thought was cool because, believe it or not, without me tagging my um, videos with anything, even if I just write movie review, the suggested videos more than often is of full pornographic movies. What? On Daily Motion? I'm not that I'm interested. Yes, where I is just, it? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not interested. I just, I just thought, wow, okay. okay wow. I got a girlfriend. I don't need these things anymore. <laughs> But the, so they took uh, the channel down, like without any warning, without any reasons. Oh God! Put put it up on Vimeo because Vimeo you can really like define if it's mature and sexually should suggestive or if it has full on nudity, which is fantastic. They shut the channel down. What they claim was that I, I was uploading someone else's work. But here's the sunshine part of that story. I got in contact with them, got a reply the same night. Had to wait until they open again on Monday. And I explained what I am doing, and that it's my original work, and they reinstated my channel, gave me some tips and pointers, and off we went. That, that's, that's customer service. You know, they have humans working at Vimeo. YouTube, there's just robots doing their stuff and not replying, obviously, to your, uh, to your uh, um, appeal. So, uh, therefore, I, just to support Vimeo for a bit, I became a paying customer, so I can upload more per week like there's an upload limit and i had to re-upload quite a lot of things so i thought like i'll pay for like a month or two or whatever get my videos up there and support them because they were so damn nice to me so uh so that's uh, why vimeo is now uh the the logo you see on my videos and stuff like that sleazykvideo.com and my twitter handle is at sogoodreviews.com tommy boy yes what do you want <laughs> Any plans for a review? If and if so, where will it where will it be posted? You can plug your own stuff for it once. Will, yeah, it will be posted on the cinema. If uh, if you know written work of mine that will be coming out hopefully soon. Um, you know, see what see what's on the cards for me and my movie watching career this year. But yeah, hopefully uh, if it does and it falls into, you know, I think good for the V Cinema. Um, you know, kind of. If it's if it fits in that kind of category for the for the site, then yeah, yeah, definitely gonna get a review up on there for your enjoyment or not enjoyment. Maybe you think I'm terrible. I don't care. I read my reviews myself anyway, so that's good enough for me. What you should do is scan all the suggested porn movies on Daily Motion, and like that's the one I'm gonna review. Here, here you go, vcinemashow.com. dot com. Yeah, maybe like just forget about kind of like my you know newer kind of Hong Kong, newer you know Japanese Korean Asian stuff. Let's just porn. Porn, 90s German porn. Why 90s? Why not go 70s where it was campy, where German porn was, was campy? Good, the 90s was a good medium, I think, between between the, the classic porn and the terrible porn of today. I think it was a good, it was a good medium. Why are we talking about this again? What are we talking about? Mother, yeah, yeah I was, I was lost in the porn. Hong Kong films, yeah, there's that. <laughs> I was lost in the porn world then, yeah, uh, Hong Kong films, yeah. Um, v Cinema, yeah, Inman 3. Go, go, go. Uh, rundown of what's to come here, because we have a couple of sections coming up. Uh, two, mainly, but still, if you want to jump ahead to any of them uh, sections, then you can do so. If you don't want to hear us listen to the stuff before the review, just follow the running times I put in the show post. They should turn up in the podcast applications as well. And uh, the sections are as follows. So, you know, it's not packed or anything, but first of all, we talk of lead actors in Mother of a Different Kind, Petrina Fungbobo, whose career deserves a spotlight. And uh, then we finish off the David Chang series with our review of Mother of a Different Kind. And also stay tuned in the announcement, in the end announcement, the finale of the show, the tail end of it, of uh, we're going to announce what director we're highlighting next, because uh, the series is not done. It's slow. 
It's not due to any of us being slow, it's just uh, is for a variety of reasons, but it's gonna go on. We're slow. We're, we're, in, a, we're in a porn cloud we're, all we're the no, time. We're not in a, yeah, still, still, <laughs> like, still in the porn haze. <laughs> but anyway, let's go, let's get on with it. Uh, let, let's do a plot first of all, because uh, we, we, we're almost at that review of Mother of a Different Kind. So uh, it is about the following, it's from my review of the film. Nurse Lam's son, Man, and Nurse Lam is played by Fung Bo Bo, but the son goes astray one day during a football match where he injures one of his bullies. Being an underdog with a very protective mother who's also a nurse, his stay at the hospital soon develops into extreme paranoia about possible jail time. He ends up murdering one policeman, but subsequently is shot and killed by Superintendent Cheung, played by Lao Ching-wan. Not being able to cope or forgive, Nurse Lam goes on the path of irrational revenge, targeting those precious to Inspector Chung or Superintendent Chung, rather. Mm, sounds like a good film. We'll see if it is. But uh, f- first of all, we know, but uh, we're not going to reveal yet what our opinions are. Uh, but uh, first of all, let's talk briefly about lead actress Petrina Fungbobo. I mean, legendary actress for many, many decades, uh, going back to her childhood. So that's why she has so many decades. She started early. She came from a movie-making uh, family. And uh, her father is uh, is and was a director and character player called Fung Fung. And you see him in uh, a variety of 70s and 80s movies. He has this appearance of someone who's had a stroke. And he did, uh, as a matter of fact, in real life. Uh, Fung Fung, you can see him in Enter the Fat Dragon and things like that. Yeah, so he's a recognizable sort of character player in in um, in certain movies. And um, he, her brother, Fung Bobo's brother, was, as he recently passed away, Kung Fu, an action movie actor... And director Fung Hakon. Yeah, rest in peace, man. Rest in peace. Not very old. I don't think he was seventy yet. No, he was born in forty nine. That's something like forty nine, fifty. I think he was. So yeah, still looking good, still acting, and I don't know the cause of death or anything, uh, which is not really the point here. But um, uh, but regardless, it was a, a sad, surprising loss of. Uh, you know, actor, stuntman, and uh, director as well. You know, he did uh, multiple things, and those things will live on, including Edge of Darkness, as uh, that I sent you um, course, yeah. l- last year. Like that, that was his directed movie. That uh, really badass movie, right? Kick-ass movie, yeah. D- Dangerous-looking and reckless movie. As well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucked up movie towards the back end, but we love it for it. Uh, but uh, as for Fung Bobo, her first screen credit was as the, at the age of four. She was born in 1953, and she worked constantly in the 60s, racking up over 100 credits across various genres like period dramas, Cantonese operas, modern drama, and uh, you know musical movies such as uh, Magic Cup, Wonder Boy, and The Great Devotion. She was part of the cast in the early and important swordplay movie Temple of the Red Lotus at Shaw Brothers with uh, Jimmy Wang Yu and Law Lee. Uh, and by the late 60s, she was able to even change her screen persona a bit. So, you know, she grew older and started playing, you know, females masquerading as men in swordplay movies. As, you know, Ch- you know Cheng Pei Pei style in Come Drink With Me, that common, common uh, genre uh, content. And she even played famously, not masquerading, but she played male roles, period. She played uh, uh, Fong Sai Yuk, uh, the martial arts hero in multiple movies. And that, that's the role modern audiences know when it was essayed by Jet Li. But uh, Fung Bo did that for at least a couple of movies. I, I just scanned like the uh, filmography and I saw it turned up like three times. Uh, so... Um, uh, so that, that was sort of an iconic role uh, that uh, became hers. She retired in the early 70s when marrying, but resumed her acting career when she unfortunately got divorced. And at that point, TV loomed as the station ATV uh, 
What's the place to be? ATV. <laughs> where, where she starred in the well-liked costume drama Empress Wu Zetian and Emperor China. But she did return to the movie screens eventually. And uh, it uh, took a while. Uh, the mid-80s was uh, when she started logging roles in prison movies such as Woman Prison with uh, Carol Dodo Chang. Kind of a kick-ass movie. But uh, considering it's Dodo in it, you you expect a comedy. No, it's pretty gritty, like a little bit like the female version of Prison of Fire. If we if we're being lazy mm. here, but uh, it's not a bad film. Uh, Fung Babo was also in Call Girl '88, '92, Legendary La Rose Noir, that sort of wacky Jeff Lau movie about the, the Black Rose character that's famous in cinema and TV. I believe a very local comedy. We have reviewed it on this we show. We did review it on the show. Yeah, I was gonna say. I can't remember a lot about it. <laughs> it's one of those things. I'm not sure. I, I don't remember if I understood it or not, if it was that local. But I think I had a good time, though. I'm pretty sure I had a good time. <laughs> so there it is. So we'll have, have to look back on look back on that. And she also starred, uh, or co-starred rather, in the Hong Kong version of the Fred Savage TV series, The Wonder Years, called Yes to You, Yes to Me, Yesterday. This sort of, you know, narrated nostalgic uh, look back at uh, growing up as a teenager which uh, the wonder years was sort of designed uh, d- designed to be I think that flashback to the 60s or 70s uh, the, the, the show was um, an 80s uh, an 80s production so um, uh, but it was a very good classic movie Yes to You Yes to Me Yesterday it doesn't feature that song though is that like a Lionel Richie or Stevie Wonder song but they don't feature that but it's the um the movie that features the BGS song the first of May as sort of its lead theme. Nice. Very good song, very good song. And uh Petrina was also in uh, you know, here's the sort of Chang Derek Yi Paul Chun connection. She was in Derek Yi's Selavi Moncherie, which she won the Hong Kong Film Award for Best Supporting Actress in that one. So um, it was a very multiple award-winning uh, movie, uh, and she was in that uh, movie with uh, Lao Ching Wan, who's in uh, Mother of a Different Kind, and she retired after Mother of a Different Kind, but have turned up in movies sporadically over the last few years, including in All About Love for Anne Hoy. Do you remember her from that movie? No, I don't think I've seen that one. No, it, it's in All About Love. No, it's A Simple Life. That's the one. I, I, I thought that was the... Uh, okay. No, it's the, yeah, different one. I think yeah, all about love. I think that's Sandra Ng, is it Sandra Ng, isn't it? It might be. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I think Sandra Ng, Yeah. And she also has a 2015 starring vehicle out for director Clifton Cole called Wonder Mama, which I've uh, yet to see, but I'm quite looking forward to just because she, she's back in a starring role. Fantastic! And Clifton Cole is sort of a very sort of grounded, rooted director. He did a couple of classic award-winning movies in the 90s and all of that. So um, I'm uh, looking forward to having have it. Um, I got it sent to me as a gift. So, Oh, lucky nah. guy. Lucky bastard. Being sent a drama starring old people. <laughs> <laughs> like no screeners of Avengers for me. No, I want uh, some old people stuff. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, let's move over to Mother of a Different Kind, and I want your short opinion first. What did you think of David Chang's last movie? You know, it was a pretty pretty good way to go out for, for David. I think it's a very different kind of uh, atmosphere and very different story for him, and I think he, he did ex- you know extremely well. Um, again, it feels like a, a film of two halves for me or a film of you know three quarters and last quarter, but I still enjoyed it. I uh, still enjoyed it a lot. And uh, I uh, I agree. Um, I, David Chang brings nothing new to a portrayal of insanity in the face of tragedy, but 
you know, it helps that he has a dedicated Fung Bobo at his disposal. He's very good. He's very good. And it uh, all of that is a fact leads to mother of a different kind being very chilly and very quite scary at points. Uh, yeah. And uh, there are some flaws along the way and some dip into, uh, you know, it's not real. It's not a documentary, this, but it's, there, there's still some lack of realism uh, at some points in the movie. Yeah. So um, there particularly some early points we can probably spoil, but not, not the ending. But... Um, Again, he uh, he is thinking, David Chang, you know, he wants a sort of hook as the audience sits down. And the hook we get is this, you know, monologue from Fung Bo Bo uh, talking about her son from somewhere. Uh, the setting, that is, you know, it's not at a, din- at a dinner table. It's not at a social function. And then, you know, he talks of uh, her son and then the image of the son is shattered because, boom, we get this sort of quick cut freeze frame effective violence as the son you know beats someone you know with a plank and maybe that plank has a spike in it so you know he hits his neck and effective violence is taken up a notch here compared to will of iron you know that effect in will of iron is escalated tenfold via this brief flash you know what i mean so some nice professional tension already it feels a lot more realistic a lot more gritty a lot more down to earth a lot more kind of like sharp, it's almost like the action at the end of Will of Iron. You are kind of numb to it. Like it's crazy stuff going on, but you're kind of just like numb to it. Whereas this feels quite oh, like it kind of hooks you in straight away. You know, it's kind of simple and direct. And they they they're all you know speaking of nice professional tension. You know, the nurse lamb, the nurse lamb, it comes home, and you know it's a different it, film, Ken. It's a different <laughs> film. Yeah, uh, she comes home. You know, lights are out, and she wonders like, well, why are all the lights out? You know, sun, sun. All the rooms are empty. She checks the room, and I got your favorite uh, food. Blah blah blah. And the shock is not seeing her son injured because he fought, but the shock is her, and this plays into like the psychological interest one can have in, in this movie. The shock is her seeing like the the pitch perfect image of her son shattered, and I love that it's sort of unflinching as shot. You know, David just leaves the cameras. Fung Bo Bo just beats him and beats him and mm. beats her son, like, smashes him, you know, over the head or shoulder or whatever. And it's sort of like uh, we we're forced sort of to watch that, and we sh- probably should. It's not overdone. I think it's one of those like um, why cut it up? J- just let it play. Just keep it going, yeah, because I think it's more effective that way. It just keeps like, it's like relentless almost. And uh, he, I, I've said that uh, before that David Chang clearly likes uh, you know actors acting and uh, one-on-ones and all of that being very uncomplicated stylistically. And th- that's been fantastic before, but why it's more fantastic now is the fact that this movie was shot with sync sound, with oh. live sound. Louching one in sync sound, and he's really good. Doesn't get any better. We've always heard his voice, though, thankfully. So it's not like, who's that talking? No, no, of course. It, it, the, 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 the thing I love about it is that the there's various moments, but like the, the key scene for me, um, almost like the banter in the car between him and his wife on the way back from the wedding, mm-hmm. is, is really natural and cute. And I think it's a good example of, of the benefits of recording in sync sound. Um, and there's quite a few scenes like that throughout. You know, the kind of dialogue's kind of overlapping and it's a bit more natural and it... It, it, it's really good to see that. I think it's it's kind of you know refreshing to see that, and it was good that in this kind of in this area of Hong Kong cinema we started to, you know see it a lot more. A lot more, but not often enough, though. And, not often uh, enough. No, no, I think it really gives the actors a, a chance to shine um, differently, which is which is good. 
They're definitely. And we got Lao Ching Wan back in the fold in a more of a main role. I mean, uh, he gained a decade's experience and shed the glorious silent love pants. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Like, you could be retro in the 90s. Uh, okay, so, you know, Silent Love was 86, but his character had been in jail for in the, since the 70s and came out wearing his uh, you know, flair. So, so yeah, he's bell bottom. So uh, yeah, but uh, it's very clear when you. I know he was in My Dear Son, but it was a, very much a smaller role. It's very clear that he's gained a decades' experience. It really is. Like this is now a distinctive leading man, comfortable, um, you know, in his kind of own skin with it. You know, I'm not saying that with Silent Love, but he kind of is still finding his feet with this. He kind of feels comfortable in his skin, in his role, and he he really gives a kind of like effortless performance. Mm-hmm. Very much so, and uh, and uh, he played cops a lot in his career, especially in the nineties. But he, he, he never missed a beat. I think the, the, when Lao Ching Wan started being unappealing to me was during his comedy run in the two thousands. The, the it mm. came and went. The interest there, like like brasserie or whatever that's called, you know, where, where him and Louis Ku are making bras. That was fun. <laughs> I haven't even heard of that, no. Who's, direct, who's directed that? Uh, it was two directors, uh, Patrick something and Chan Hing Kai. Oh. Uh, was it, that, that's the movie where I got the name for my stupid website from. Because in, in the movie, Lao Ching Wan says in English, when, when they first are like, they come into the bra office and they're so psyched to be there. And he says, so good, so good. <laughs> and Louis Koo says back to him, I know. In English, <laughs> it's a, it's actually a fun movie, fun movie. But um, the, that whole um, sequence where the son is threatening uh, f- to jump off the building when the police enters because they they want to talk to him after the incident on the football field. That, you know, son is fearful of being caught, and the mum is his his is hysterical. But all of that, I think is not overdone, and throughout, you know, it it creates effect. Don't you think it's a it's like an interest uh, uh, distress? It's intense. It really piques your interest. I think, like I was just saying, I think the first hour or so is you know better than the last half. But that that just I think it just goes to show how good the kind of build up is to it. Whereas you know we didn't really have that with the last film with this one, Dave. I think it really takes its time to build it up. And it's really uh, a leap. I think uh, I, yeah, I was quite yeah. shocked that uh, oh my god, he's not that it wasn't there, but they, like a, a division or two higher it feels like in this movie um to in my opinion really swift too i think it's a quite a well-paced film yeah i think you almost feel like 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 will of Iron kind of felt like a an adolescent kind of take on you know gritty it kind of feels like he's still growing up as a director whereas this it feels like he's really you know i mean talking about three years but it really feels a lot more you know serious and and keeping the tone kind of you know, stays there. It's kind of there's no kind of wild shifts. It really kind of stays in that area of that kind of serious, kind of like intriguing um, story. Kind of builds up the first hour or so. So puts the characters in some situations where you're like, fuck, like you know, and not, and not just kind of action wise, but just kind of with dialogue and, and the way they are and the kind of the conversations they have. And it's good. It's, it's really, really good. Very intriguing setup. It, it gets big. The emotions are really big, and but really confident, and it's also feasible that the son loses it because he he takes a fall from the roof survives that but i, I think it's feasible that he you know his brain has taken a you know a uh, you know, it's been, it's been rattled, and uh, mm. you know it doesn't help that the cop assigned to guarding him is a total piece of shit. 
to him. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah. Uh, it, it plays with these big um, distressing emotions, but totally earns it. And David Chang is excellent at crafting tension, and uh, the roof confrontation where the son does get killed is, uh, is excellent, in my opinion. It really is mm. harrowing to watch... Uh, and, and he doesn't kill him out of... It, it is self-defense because he runs at him with a gun and he's already killed a policeman at that point. So it's feasible that Lao Ching Wan, you know, does what he does. You know, maybe he should have shot him in the leg, who knows? But it is a very, like, tense situation. He's running towards him with a gun, loaded gun. So, uh, and, and the mother witnesses that. So, But I, I think that roof scene is excellent, actually. Me too, yeah. I think it's, it's, it's a good, like, very good hook for the, for the rest of the film and it kind of really sets off with a bang. And, and and then smash cut too, you know the 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 wedding meeting as she comes up to Lauching one at his wedding again, and you wonder, and I think that it, it, it sort of the tension continues without musical stings. If Fung Bobo just walks in walks is happened happened to be there, if she is stalking him or not, then because yeah. she's so good. She doesn't yeah. uh, need to do a lot. Uh, and David Chang doesn't resort at all times to. Like cutting to her glare or anything. Yeah, no. you can't quite tell at the beginning whether she's evil or not. And I like that. There's, there's a kind of a cold, calculated kind of nature to her, like during the first hour or so. Um, and then it kind of slides into, you know, she's she's going a bit mental, you know, and it, it, it gives the story a bit of a different tone and it's kind of a free-for-all, whereas I think in the first hour when it's a bit more calculated, you're not quite sure. She definitely knows what she's doing. She's methodical, but you don't quite know where she's going with it. I think that's better. And then it kind of goes into, okay, she's doing it because she's mental. It's a bit, you know, it's kind of a bit of a, 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 a turn for me for the worst. But it's still good. It's still good. The back end's still good. It is. I agree. And uh, despite the movie losing me a little bit in terms of, you know, she is calculated. She's on her revenge spree. But she seems a uh, li- little bit too cunning considering uh, that, sh- well, well, the example is in the scene where, she is, uh, you know, well, outing one crashes with his car into the, uh, into the, uh, garbage truck and the garbage mm. truck starts pouring sand into, into their car or something like that. And, and that, that as we find out, is a calculated thing. And it just sort of, okay, movie, you have, now you have to work a little bit because that was just too perfect. I, yeah, I understand what you mean. Yeah, it's kind of straight away. There's no kind of build up to her being very calculated. But I, I don't know. I suppose I might just be the top person, person she is. But, um, you know, she's maybe like that anyway, being a nurse, methodical, calculated. It's kind of, I just thought it wasn't too much of a leap for me. I kind of just thought it was kind of an act of a kind of vengeance, you know. It's without thought. It was just an act. Of, I mean, I know she had to set it up, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe she was driving it, you know. Maybe she was. Maybe she stole it and, you know, an act, and, I, and I kind of whim and, you know, went over and did it. But I, I don't know. But I, I agree with you, yeah. There is a, there is a shift in, in her behavior. But but yeah, I think that that's the sole one where it, it, the movie rebounds for me because some of the other scenarios seem plausible because she uses her you know knowledge as a nurse and things like that. But uh, uh, but but there are some chilling stuff, uh, some excellent tension stuff in in the latter scenes because she you know visits uh, Lauching One at the hospital and she gets to be alone with him in the hospital room and she starts peeling an orange with a scalpel. So you know, Chung knows the vibes. We know. The Vibe. It's really good. It's really good. She's great as a villain because she's so nasty. So that perfect thing of villains when you just like raging yourself at some point. She like you know she just gives little looks when 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 kind of you know Lau's like like he's he's going mad or something and everyone's kind of saying oh calm down and she's just giving a little look. You're like you fucking you really like, like, look at her. She she had the look. She had the look. 
Yeah, like you're really getting like pissed off. But the thing that did it for me was when she was ironing the football shirt and she ironed over the badge. I mean, <laughs> that's outrageous. It was all too much. That's I how like, mental she is. I felt like turning it off right there. I was like, everyone knows you don't iron over the transfer. Like, do it inside out. Like, you're She's going mad. over the badge. She's it's mad. Just, She's distraught. I know. That was me. I knew she was going mad when she was doing that. When she wasn't ironing, like, you know, sufficiently, I thought she's she's, she's gone. She's That's pretty gone. normal behavior. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, she, she, you know, it is the best confidence I've seen from David Chang, you know, a really clinching, cold dialogue, like when Fung Bo says there in the first hospital room scene, two louching one, really under her breath, like, I didn't think a truck was uh, that hard to manage. You know, yeah. it's pretty easy. And then Louching One realizes, and there's some really physical stuff between them because he he wants to get out of the bed. He, his, his his leg is broken, so he has it up in the in the harness thing. And they they really act physically with each other because she holds him and like holds a scalpel to him. And you know, Louching One is just hanging out of that bed. You know, yeah, really good stuff between them. You know. I think that's where the misery comparisons come from. Is is it's kind of like the kind of guy you know who's kind of disabled. He can't do anything about his situation, and then the woman who you know who's the predatory woman who's taunting him, kind of both emotionally, like physically and psychologically, doing both. And he, he's you know he can't do anything. He's he's unable to do anything about it. And I think the look she gives him and the conversations they have. I think that's the overall vibe. But I think the story is like completely, completely different. But I think that's it's kind of tonally it's quite similar in spots. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's um, some echoes of it. Uh, one problem that I, you know, I like her, but I, I'm not sure I ever bought the uh, that Veronica Yip is truly part of this structure of the movie. Uh, uh, I completely agree. That's my first note. She seems like an afterthought. I do too. But she seems like an afterthought, kind of narrative wise. She comes. I think it you know ends up eventually. Becoming an integral part of the story, but you know, she, she's fun and cute. I really love her too, but yeah, it seems like kind of initially like an afterthought, really. Yeah, the way they get her into the story is that she is in the hospital and she's being chased by triads. You know, she, she has a debt, debt to clear and she can't clear it. So she takes sort of refuge with Lao Ching Wan, who is at one point like saved her or arrested her because she's been like a club girl or prostitute before. And uh, and she sort of uh, signs herself to be the caretaker for him, just to stay out of uh, the uh, you know uh, stay out of the way, stay out of the way of the triads. Uh, I mean, she, she's wonderful. Obviously, she started out in category three movies, um, you know, these wacky sort of schizophrenic uh, movies like Take Me and uh, <laughs> Pretty Woman and things like that. Uh, and she developed into a wonderful actress, um, you know, in both dramatic fare and comedic fare, and uh, especially what when we got to hearing her in sync sound which we did quite a lot in the 90s. She did a movie called Call Girl 92, which is uh, not a category free movie, but uh, it's about prostitutes. Uh, Scarred Memory with uh, Simon Yam. And, and this, because uh, again, sync sound, but it takes a while for me to... Um, like, by the end, I agree, but she is a bit too wacky as she's traced by the tri- chased by the triads, and at one point she reacts to finding a dead body at a, uh, at the roof uh, of uh, Lao Ching Wan's apartment building, and uh, it's not... It's it's a too wacky reaction and not human and switch into a serious type of reaction. Because I think she is quite human and sweet, and I think she develops into it, and I think she, it, it's a good role. But yeah, there's there's, there's moments like that where it, it's it's kind of initially it's too it's it's yeah it's too much. It feels out of place. It works by the end. They become fairly enjoyable to watch together, and uh, and they even do casual nudity. 
Really casual nudity. Yeah, yeah, very casual nudity, yeah. She just, uh, like her, yeah, she just, her uh, her towel uh, sort of falls off and, uh, whoops. They don't make a fuss about it. They're just, oh. No, it's good. It's not It's not kind of like, you know, titillation, is it? Well, <laughs> well I know you said tit. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, yeah, okay. So, but but it, w- w- one thing it says about her is that she uh, had not left that fully behind. She was still comfortable to just, you know, it's no big deal. I've done it before. I can do it for a small moment here. It's not like in Pretty Woman where the, she has like a 10 minute slow motion shower and bath scene. <laughs> I don't know, Ken. I wouldn't know about things like that, Kenneth. Films, oh, films I do. of that nature. I do. It's play, <laughs> playing right now in the background. It takes a while for that to find its footing. And it's not a comedic side to the movie, but it movie has to work to sort of and she gets taken down by the end in terms of the the wacky ditzy mood uh, uh, you know thankfully and uh, but yeah the, all the sync sound helps and professionalism and the scary chili parts and all of that i mean uh, david chang even does a deserved jump scare when fung bo bo jumps the cop the female cop that has just checked up on the grandmother character that is actually a very good jump scare and uh, and then she injects that stuff into her, and she talks over her like, "In five minutes, you'll die. You won't feel anything at all. Your blood sugar level will uh, decrease." That is gleeful psycho behavior, you know. It is, yeah. It's really horrible. Like it's really like calculated and it's like cold blooded, man. It's, it's it's good. She's really really good in it. Lao Ching Wan, you know, matches this because he isn't this macho cop that can take anything. You know, he she breaks him down. She really does break him down, and I think my favorite scene is therefore. When Lao Ching Wan is sitting in the wheelchair and just staring, and all of a sudden he starts crying, and the, the camera is just sort of looking, just looking at that, and that's cinema to me, Tom. Yeah, again, Dave, just like he lets the camera roll, and it, there's no, there's no, I don't think there's any music in it either, is there? Or if there is, it's quite restrained. It's just him, just emoting. I think it's, you know, it's good. He gives, he gives, he gives everyone a chance. Like saying Bill Swung, he gives his ladies a chance just to emote you know just to kind of act you know while not doing a lot it's it's mm. really it's a good moment very good moment exactly because it's not um, designed to be token melodrama crying outburst it's uh, it's very real and lousy one you know brings it yeah it's very like complacent it's just it's, it's just like you know it, it's just kind of it's nothing big it's not supposed to you know mean anything it's just like it gives that emotion of you know shit like you know he's he's in some trouble he doesn't know what to do uh, I won't spoil too much of it, but I, I just want to say my, my my favorite kill that just sent my like uh, my stomach turned as I saw it is the sort of overpass murder. Yeah. Which, oh yeah. God. Yeah. That's that's a really good moment because it's so um, you don't know it's going to happen. It's just so kind of out of the blue. The, the the surprise moment isn't about startling us. It's more so casual yeah. the way she kills that character um, in in the middle of the movie. And, and realistic too. Uh, I mean, now you're not dealing with a truck that needs to be in the right place at the right time. You know, she uh, she she can you follow. You will let it. that go, will you? <laughs> it was a little bit difficult, but uh, you know, by the time we reach a scene like this, you know, I I had forgotten about it uh, definitely because she's so good and cold, and you know, uh, probably a very fun performance to uh, you know to take on. You know, it's uh, because it, like like she uses. Tears and emotions as deception to the character because she, why are you following me? Like he's following me. I haven't done anything. Then she goes behind the door and just goes. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Yeah, I mean, some of those faces that she pulls, you're like, it's like it's really frustrating. But it's it's like it's all like it's kind of like the whole film feels like it's the usual 
family drama you know the kind of family the kind of the relationship between characters and you know the usual stuff that david likes to direct but it's taken to the nth degree you know now we've got this kind of murder you know this psychopath you know merging people and the to and fro between that so again you know it's kind of usual stuff he does but he just puts a little spin on it and it's very it's very good very mature uh mature film as well i would say like yeah a little bit of a high to go out on which is never a bad thing i mean i I won't spoil it but um he he has to really fight during the whole when she goes completely off the rails during the ending where 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 she gets the soccer shirt on and all of that Uh, it's it's, uh, it take it, it like within all of that that scene which takes place at uh, a football field pitch there's moments that are i don't know about that it seems too goofy and then Mm. there are moments that are really poignant and oddly heartfelt so the sort of scene rocks back and forth like a boat almost and david brings it in decently at the end but i I guess that's a challenge to to just go all out with her madness uh but but uh, out of context, spoiler. I'm just gonna say this: the dummy cardboard is bizarre. It's yeah, it <laughs> it goes a bit too far. Yeah, it's I like, get it, but mm. it doesn't feel logical. It, it it doesn't feel kind of organic to film. It just feels like uh, okay. So I think you know, but it doesn't end terrible. It doesn't end on a dud. No, just, no, not at it's all. Just diff- it just it just gets different towards the back end. As long as you can. I think you're on board. It's enjoyable. I think you could probably lose some people towards the back end, but for me, I, I was in it. I thought, okay, it's a bit strange, but I was still in it to win it because I wanted to find out, find out what you know, what the characters were going to do because the build-up was so good. Yeah, totally. And also, it it avoids you know just being a violent confrontation. We can say that it's not like louching one like shoots her at the end. Yeah, and yeah. We're it done. stops it from going into kind of normal, you know, kind of finale fare. It, it does something a bit different. One thing they could have done, man, they could have reprised the scene with the son. You can you could have had the mother run it towards Lao one and now he has to shoot the mother as well. But they don't, so it's a more challenging uh, material, uh, challenging choice here. I mean, it, I, it felt really poignant as she runs out on the football pitch and sort of goes like, "Man, man, where are you? Where are you?" And yeah. you, you you really feel for her at that point. Um, kudos to Fung Bo Bo, looking a bit silly. Yeah. She's 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 game for the material. Like she, she is she take, totally. She takes it seriously. Like you should probably could, you could do it with the material a bit half-hearted, but she you know she's professional and she 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 does it seriously, which is which is good. Yeah, it's a, a bit of an underrated movie, I think. And uh, I'd say top two, David Chang for me. I think this is. Uh, I, I still have a soft spot for Legend of the Owl. Uh, you know, an airplane style comedy, uh, but set in the in set in the Swordplay universe. I I really like that but i think this comes a close second in terms of well, his uh, more accomplished work across a solid filmography with some some damn flaws along the way and some quite uh, refined works also along the way yeah i'd agree i'd agree i think it's 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 close to that i mean i i think i really enjoy i, I enjoy both um the wrong couples and double fattiness I think probably wrong couples for me was the best, but this is—I mean, this is you know different film and that. I think his earlier stuff, yeah, Legends of Owl for sure. But I mean, as as we've gone through his filmography, there's no real duds in there. I mean, there's some films I think they're a bit weak. Well, 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 well. The one, the one armed swordsman, my friend. Well, co- yes, yes, yeah. The one he co-directed men. that one, but still, that was so bad. Yeah, that was a bit of a slow one. Um, and I think the drug addict 
Yeah, it was, and man, Wolfwood was kind of up and down a bit with it, with with it, but I can kind of let him pass because it was his early days of directing. You know, he was still still taking his time to get his style. But I think, yeah, once you get into like Legends of the Owl, I think he's really on a good strong run there for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. Heck, we even got to like slasher movie tactics hinted at in Heaven Can Help. Uh, you know, that bizarre time you know Strange, the, the, good, yeah. Yeah. All, all good fun all good fun yeah um i have nothing else to say about mother of a different kind specifically so uh do you have anything else to say i have no more notes kenny that's that's it right on right on good good man i'm glad you liked it glad you liked it because i i think uh this always was the movie where i felt like oh yeah i mean here's an underrated voice in hong kong cinema for sure, yeah, very good, you know, very good way to, you know, end on. If if that is going to be the end, you know, it's a good way to end on. You're surely in his, like, 60s or whatever, so it's not there, like he can probably run a movie set or whatever, but uh, maybe he has no desire to. I mean, he, he acts sporadically and not in main roles either, so um, more, more like guest appearances, it seems like. He's enjoying that, you know, Canadian scenery, you know, he's enjoying that. Enjoy, let him enjoy his retirement, it's all right. <laughs> Unless unless we could get one East Goes West too, that'd be uh, that'd be right, Dave. You've only got to go outside your house. You, know, you haven't got to go anywhere, mate. <laughs> yeah, put, you know, put, pull your camera out and then you have you have your movie essentially. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just Dave's home movies. Okay, you can have a camera on your phone so you can shoot it on the phone and be all be all avant-garde like like that. Right on. As for availability, unfortunately, a little bit a little bit difficult, a lot difficult even. And we're not trying to make it difficult, but uh, this is the nature of this show. We go through as many movies as we can. Some are very available, some are not. This was handled on Laserdisc and VCD by Maya, but unfortunately there was never a DVD upgrade for the movie. And I don't know if Maya still holds this in their vaults, uh, but hopefully that will change sometime. You might even have a Blu-ray sometime, but um, obviously this is entirely unpredictable at this point. It's impossible to know. It deserves more exposure in a disc release i think i'd be happy with a dvd of course uh, because I'm, I'm not like tied to like oh it's gotta look hd now i have it on vcd only so at this point i would love a, a laser disc upgrade because uh, the, the vcd is you know because it's such a good movie i would like to have a little bit sharper version rather than the pixelated uh, vcd that we have but it's all you know when you're inside a good movie when you're absorbed by it you stop thinking about the format quite easily you know True, very true. But yeah, I, I, I never like searched if this laser disc turns up frequently or not on on eBay and what have you. But um, this is where we're at at this point. So yeah, next time, well, the series is done. And while David Chang isn't the most known director we've covered, you know, he's obviously a superstar in front of the camera. There, there is a solid, varied voice that got better as his directing career moved on, as we said. And I thought that deserved a highlight. So. Do do you want to share anything else about you know David Chang ever directing now that we've seen it all, Tom? Before we end this series, it's been a very you know very good series. I think like the previous series, it's it's highlighting a director that's not so well known and you know highlighting it for good reason because there's some really really solid work in there and it's uh, it's been great. It's been an enjoyable, very enjoyable time. I do love these X series kind of because it's you can see the growth. You know, a directors as as we go through it instead of you know kind of sporadic films, which are both you know both great ways of looking at things. But I do really enjoy kind of going you know film to film through the director's filmography. So it's been great again, Kenny. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, fairly agree, buddy. Uh, but next director series, we do you know we partially started it already, but not on the director series because we reviewed m- multiple times on podcast on fires. We reviewed the movies of a gentleman called Ringo Lamb. 
Oh. With, uh, I mean, we've done like uh, City on Fire at the release. God, I don't know if we've done anything else, I mean, to be honest. I was going to say. At least City on Fire and, uh, well, yeah, Victim. Uh, uh, I know we've done back in the day his uh, Louching One sort of horror, horror movie. We did Wall Search as well. Uh, but uh, we, I think, uh, you know, there, there, there's a recognition factor there that has endured. Uh, you know, many people know Ringo Lam, the name, and know the movies he's behind as well. So we've only kind of scratched the surface as we reviewed a few movies over the years. But uh, we intend to fill in the blanks uh, filmography review-wise by making Ringo Lam the next subject of the director's series. And uh, I think because we have this sort of quick-take format too, we can cover us. Uh, a large amount of movies. I think that format works, don't you think? To to, to do like quick quick ones uh, and not like neglect uh, things and stuff For like sure, that. Sure, yeah. I think it's good that we can always like have you know have at least a little you know say or as you know sum up of of some of the smaller films. We could always return to them, you know, in the future if if one of us wanted to talk about it at length. So I think it gives us that option. I mean, it's, it's such a great filmography. I mean, dips here and there, of course, but uh, there are some stuff that I'm keen to revisit. I haven't seen, like, Full Contact in a while. I haven't seen, God, like, Burning Paradise in a like, good 25 years or whatever. So, uh... There's some in there, yeah, that I've, I've never seen myself. I think Burning Paradise is one of them, yeah, and The, Advent- the Adventurers, both, both of those two. Don't build up too much anticipation for the adventurous, my friend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it was a troubled production as well. I mean, Andy Lau looks great and it's a decent action movie, but uh, not one of his best. But, uh, you know, for, for all intents and purposes, my favorite movie has been covered already, but I have no problem returning to it as research. And that, that, that still remains Wild Search for me. I think it's a excellent, near-perfect uh, movie. Or even remake, one could argue, because it's a remake of the Harrison Ford movie Witness. Can't get any better. Chai Fat, Sherry Chung, Ringo Lam, doing a nice movie, almost. <laughs> you, know, you know, I always say that after his like angry high in School yeah. on Fire, it makes sense. While Search came next, like mellow out. I need to mellow out. I'll go insane. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so Ringo Lam, next on the director series. We have no timetable for these things, but we're going to start working on it and uh, put together some research. And looking at filmography, I think I think all of it is available, my friend. I don't think anyone is buried. Um, the the early stuff with Alan Tam definitely ha- have that. It was on DVD. Uh, just scanning through it, I think all of it is available. We can do it all. <laughs> yeah, and interesting enough, we could talk about his latest and greatest uh, with Wall City. Yep, I've not heard too much about it, um, so uh, we'll get to that, obviously, and uh, by the time we're done, he might have done a new movie, too. So. I want to see how tanned Lewis Koo is in it, whether <laughs> he's gone full or he's any kind of semi, so we'll see. Like, like the Snickers bar sort of grading <laughs> of Lewis Koo's tan. <laughs> someone said that to me once, like uh, like it looks like a Snickers bar, essentially. <laughs> I, I remember someone saying that on an old, on an old forum uh, I frequented back in the day when forums were still a, were still a thing. There's definitely scale to his, his, tan, his, tan, his tandem. <laughs> uh, but uh, okay, we're done for uh, this David Chang director series. Very enjoyable indeed. So this has been the director series on the Podcast on Fire Network. We are on podcastonfire.com with the rest of the series that uh, has covered Nam Nai Choi and Kirk Wong in prior uh, 15 plus episodes uh, but um, uh, you can also find uh, bonus episodes uh, up there that are actually connected to the director series you remember we uh, during the Nam Choi series we had one movie we couldn't get at the time 
and eventually we did, and we did a bonus episode on it, uh, so uh, we, we can fill in the gaps in bonus episodes sometimes. But regardless, that's on podcastonfire.com. Follow the links uh, to our Facebook and Twitter, our social media, to our iTunes feed, and to the Stitcher radio presence where you can stream us, and you can also do that via the apps on the Apple App Store and Google Play. If you have any questions or feedback or any suggestions for future director series or any thoughts on Ringo Lam or David Chang, email us at podcastonfire at googlemail.com. You can also check out my writing on various Hong Kong, Taiwanese, and Ninja and Sleazy movies at SoGoodReviews.com. And my video hub is SleazyKVideo.com. And my Twitter handle is at SoGoodReviews. And Tom's got a mighty fine review archive at VCinemashow.com. Do you remember if you've done any Ringo Lam movies there? No. No. I, th- I think he's, he's probably a bit out of... I mean, apart from more City, he's probably kind of a bit out of the kind of territory that I'm trying to tackle at the moment with uh, the kind of newest stuff that's coming out, you know. So, uh, but, you know, maybe Wild City, uh, you know, who knows? You could do like a, a co-kind of coalition, hand-in-hand V-Cinema podcast and fire thing. Who knows? You know, might might be good. Might be good for uh, <laughs> might be good for world peace, you know, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, lofty plans here. <laughs> but the vcinemashow.com, your review archive will be linked to. And in the meantime, we conclude the chapter on David Chang. His work is out there. And uh, some of it more available than others. But uh, thank you if you have listened to us. We've enjoyed it very much. And I hope some of that enjoyment reaches you, listeners. So thank you for the support. And I've been Kenny B. With me was Tom KW. Say bye, buddy. Thank you, guys. Bye.